here it is. It's Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And this is a radio station that says the time right before we play music. <laughs> My name is Adam Fairholm, and you're listening to Music Video Land Podcast uh, by FilmedInsert.com. Uh, like I said, I'm Adam, and then we've got uh, Doug here with me. How you doing, Doug? Super good, Adam. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Uh, very good. I'm really excited about this week's show. This is going to be a really good one because we uh, th- this past weekend was the Vimeo Awards, Festival and Awards, combining the two in New York. Doug, you were there. And while you were there, you got to interview the winner of the music video category for the Vimeo Awards, uh, Daniels. Very exciting. And so we're going to play that interview uh, coming up in the second half of the show. This is all true. That you is all. Li- you haven't lied yet. No, and here comes the, the lie. We're both um, pathological liars. They take medication for it, which is why uh, they've recommended us not doing a podcast, but we're pressing on because we get to talk to cool people like the Daniels and we get to go to, or you get to go to, sweet uh, things like the Vimeo Awards. And we should mention that Daniels won for Manchester Orchestra's video, Simple Math, which is an unbelievable video, very, very deserving of that title. And uh, we've been trying to track down... they, They also... We can't forget. They also won an honor. That's not a word. They also won an honorary award at the festival for new creator, um, which is also really cool. So two two awards went to them. More more like three because I think they each got. Let's not get into logistics. They won twice. So tell us a little bit about the Vimeo Awards and festival because from if you follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Doug was there tweeting and taking pictures. You were at the awards uh, on the first night, and then they had the festival, or this festival, which was a lot like a conference. They had different talks and things like that. Tell, so tell us a little bit about the uh, the whole experience. Uh, the whole experience was awesome, and that's it. Um, no, the, uh, the awards were, it was like the first, I guess, real award show like that that I had ever been to, and... Um, uh, Vimeo did not let me down. I felt super fancy. Um, there were men in suits and ladies in pretty dresses, and I was underdressed. <laughs> um, but it was cool because um, I got to see some of um, the friends of the podcast, like Dave Green, who had um, uh, one of his short films was shortlisted, um, I believe, in the narrative category. So I got to see... Um, our boy Dave, our boy Dave Green, and he took a picture of me in front of the Vimeo backdrop, and then I got to see our boys Daniels um, win a couple of awards, so that was cool. The 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 awards was really cool to see, and then the festival itself was really awesome. I I, I got to say that the whole Vimeo staff and um, Vimeo in general really seemed to be 
trying to provide a place for their community to really learn about making videos and about the community and the industry. And the, the, there was really direct access to Vimeo staff and, and, and everyone who was there, from, from Reggie Watts to all the way down the list. Anyone who was part of a talk or a workshop or a presentation was completely accessible through Vimeo staff, not only to people with cool press cr credentials like mine, but the general public, general attendees were all given kind of direct access to all, all involved. So it was really spectacular from that sense. And I think it definitely bears mentioning that a lot of the events that were going on during the festival were geared toward learning and kind of these creators who are leaders in the community, uh, this you know creative community that Vimeo has built up, kind of sharing their knowledge. I know Daniels did a session which was very well attended and I understand pretty awesome. And um, a lot of the directors and other uh, creators did you know basically different talks and different interactive sessions on different. Yeah, there topics. was a there was um a session with um. Saman, who was a guest of episode 41 of the Music Video Land podcast. And Daniels actually did too. They did a workshop and they did like a director profile. And in the, in the director profile, there were some really cool elements. Like, like they showed an example of their treatment. They kind of dissected some of their own shots and uh, like showed the points where it's like, oh, look, there's a hand we forgot to rotoscope out oh look there's a a face that is shouldn't shouldn't be there and just you know we're really kind of forthcoming and and kind of <laughs> ruined ruined that the ruined the magic that they create in the music videos we're really willing to do that and then their workshop was hilarious and entertaining and also um whether or not they would admit it they conveyed some information that i think would really be useful in every every kind of talk or workshop was 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 typically equal parts entertaining and informative so i really uh i really enjoyed that and 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 vimeo staff was w well represented you never could you, you never had a question on you know what was going on and what what came next or where you were supposed to be and there were free smart waters and vitamin waters and beers so it's right up my alley so we should also mention how the vimeo awards were judged um you know, um, you know, there's basically judges. There's a panel of judges, not like American Idol style, I, I assume, but um, uh, you know, there I think there were you know a few judges for each category, and the judges for music videos uh, were Andy um, Bruntel, uh, Chris Melk, the video director, uh, music video director, and also Colin Greenwood, uh, of the bassist uh, from Radiohead, which was uh, really interesting. I thought an interesting choice for. The music video panel, um, they chose well, definitely, um, and Reggie Watts hosted as well, which which was exciting. Yeah, Reggie Watts hosted and gave Daniels their award for music videos, uh, best music video. So double duty. Um, but yeah, he's always um, obviously a huge entertainment aspect of any show. And um, Beardy Man was also there. Who, if you haven't heard of Beardy Man, he does a He's a similar act to Reggie Watts in which they he does kind of like computer enhanced beatboxing that he turns into a larger song and uh and they complement each other well. So the whole awards, whole fest was a lot of fun and um also a um 
there were a lot. There, I, I feel like I learned a lot, and I feel like there was a lot of information conveyed, even stuff that I already knew. Because, like, you know, I know stuff already. Of course, you know stuff. Uh, but and I know stuff that other people didn't know. Probably is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I think that one of the interesting things about Vimeo, you know, when it initially came out, I think a lot of people viewed it as you know, rightly so, a YouTube alternative, but there were, you know, a few different competitors at that time. I don't know if you guys remember blip.tv, um, a few other ones uh, that had different features that they were kind of touting as their uh, kind of differentiation from YouTube. I think blip.tv had things you could click on on the screen or, or things like that. I think blip.tv is still around, but not nearly as popular as Vimeo, and I think they can really attribute their success to a large degree um, to the fact that they kind of do these this supporting of uh, of artists, not just people who are like absolute pros. I mean, absolute pros love it, but even people who are just learning, they have a whole video school um, online. They just really they just. Um, released a feature where you can uh, you know buy music for your videos royalty free music so it's a really interesting both community and platform as well yeah they're, they're definitely they definitely seem to be um equal parts trying to be a a host for videos and to support support the community and 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 music videos definitely seem to be well, rep- music videos and music video directors seem to be well represented within that community um one thing I forgot about Vimeo, and I was reminded at the festival, is that they were, for like a year, the only video hosting website that had HD. Do you remember that? I do remember that. The In the days before YouTube went uh, HD. That was a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. That's mentioned in another interview that we had that may end up in a podcast or may end up some other cool place. Who knows where that interview is going to pop up. Well, and another differentiating factor, which actually um, pops up in another interview upcoming even farther than that, we'll see how far we plan ahead, is, and this actually made news a few days ago, which is the fact that new, uh, Vimeo allows nudity. Um, of course, artistic nudity. They're not allowing porn or things like that, but they um, are not taking uh, nudity in an artistic context down from the site. Um that made news when uh, the Flaming Lips released a video. So the Flaming Lips, who are always doing these uh, uh, sort of collaborations with other artists, uh, released a video on Vimeo for Erica Badu's cover of The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face. And if you watch the video, it was pretty clear that it was unfinished because they hadn't uh, chroma keyed the, the green screen. It was still just a green screen behind them. Um, but the basic the premise of the video is Erica Badu's uh, sister uh, is in a bathtub and she's covered in these different things. She gets out of the bathtub, but it's in slow motion, and one of them is glitter. Um, the other is this white, uh, like more translucent than mayonnaise, <laughs> white cream substance. You can draw your own conclusions from that, and then this sort of bloody substance. And so it went up, and I, I watched it. I actually put it up on the site. I thought it was interesting, but there's some full frontal nudity in it, which obviously wouldn't fly on YouTube. Um, but a few days later, actually, Erica Badu tweeted it and tweeted fan, positive fan, fan reaction from it. And then a few days later, she went on a complete rant 
the video went down uh, saying that they, you know, basically uh, Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips had sort of forced her into this. Uh, she didn't feel comfortable with it. That's why she had her sister do it for some reason. And that she hadn't even, you know, she only had seen stills from it and she thought it would be more tasteful. She was really upset about the video and there was kind of a Twitter war between the two for a little bit. Uh, which made news all over, uh, which was interesting since it's, um, uh, you know, you don't often get a little bit of a creator controversy over music videos. It, it isn't often that you did it, and it kind of relates to the Music Video Land podcast a little bit because we had uh, another video where Eric Badu appears naked is um, the window seat video directed by Cootie and Chike, and uh, we had Chike on the podcast not too long ago. And she actually um, mentioned that in her rant. She said in window seat that the nudity was uh, tasteful and it had a meaning. Um, I guess there was an artistic disagreement. There's also, uh, you know, fuzzy, a fuzzy timeline of if anybody approved anything. And, you know, the Flame Lips took it down. They could have left it up. But I, I, they, I think they ended up stating that it was mistaken that they put uh, that video version up and that it was, uh, you know, obviously a uh, unfinished version, hence the green screen. So not exactly related to the Vimeo Awards, but definitely related to Vimeo. Um, and if you want to listen to that Chike interview, it's episode 36, so check it out. Um, um, but now you know what I think we should do, Adam? What should we do, Doug? I think we should get into um, our interview for the week. I think that's a great idea because we have a really awesome interview uh, this week. If you're a long-time listener to the podcast, which... Uh, you probably are, let's face it, um, <clears throat> we're really fun to listen to. Uh, you have heard us mention Dan- Daniels, not the Daniels, just Daniels, uh, several times before, always in a great context. They are a directing duo made up of two people uh, with the first name of Daniel, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who have made some really amazing music videos in the past few years. Uh you may remember us recently talking about Houdini for Foster the People. Uh, and then, Doug, I believe uh, you are a fan of Tenacious D, Rise of the Phoenix, another really amazing video. I'm, I'm, a, fan of, I'm a fan of them all. I'm, I'm so much of a fan of Daniel's music videos that I named their Chromeo When the Night Falls video my favorite video of 2011. Um, so, and, and, of course... I, and I, and I just will say, so far... Although it was made in 2011 and released in 2012, Houdini fostered the people so far winning 2012 for me. Just going to throw that out there. And then we, of course, have the winner of the 2012 uh, music video category for the Vimeo uh, Awards, Simple Math by Manchester Orchestra, as well as uh, one of my picks of the week from a few weeks ago, Simple Song by The Shins. So, Doug, this is our first on-the-spot interview. Doug was able to... to get a hold of Daniels when he was at the Vimeo Awards this past weekend and uh, sat down with them to do a little talking. So here's our interview with Daniels. Uh, so here's an interview with Daniels. So take a listen to an interview with Daniels. Um, and the taller one. I'm Daniel Kwan, the, the slightly 
darker one. Yeah. Is it dark like dark humor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. dark humor is what makes my skin dark. Is, right. is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like shine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I laugh, I turn really white. It's just cool. What yeah. happens. cool. Okay, but when it's like really dark humor, yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. African American parents, but I'm so up, like, just <laughs> optimistic that, that my skin's white. Okay. Anyways, let's cut that okay, out so. next. next. <laughs> uh, we got racial fast. Oh, yeah, uh, real fast, real deep. Okay. So last night during your acceptance speech, you men- mentioned that the Manchester Orchestra Simple Math video, which you actually won for, was um, was almost going to be your last music video. Um, was there was there something that kind of caused this kind of second guessing of the career choice? There was well, there's a lot. Everything was building up towards us kind of I being think, upset with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to hear you say that, and I was like, what? I didn't know that. We were gonna quit. Uh, we but then the more I, th- I thought about it, I was like, I I think we definitely went through like a few months of just kind of like uh, I don't know, just creatively trying to like creatively think about like how to how to move forward and one of our creative solutions was like this this isn't our thing yeah this doesn't work for us yeah we, we had a lot of doubts about um about whether or not we uh we could take t- sit down and take anything seriously ever like just like every mu- music video treatment we did basically made fun of the bands that's what obviously why we and then we, we we didn't get anything obviously so we we realized oh it's because we don't we don't think music videos are, are something uh, or like something that makes sense for us or something like that um and, and that's probably why when we got this track, um, we heard it, we, we realized it was kind of a mellow track. It was one of our first really serious tracks. And also we had a commissioner, a commissioner who really trusted us. It was the first time we are like, we should try to write something serious, you know, something that's a little bit more uh, dramatic and not so tongue-in-cheek and trying to make jokes all the time. Um, and, I, and I think I think that's why that all the, it came out so heavy, you know. Yeah. Um, that's why my skin was so dark and all the BTS. No. <laughs> <laughs> all no, yeah. Exactly. No, but but it, it, it is it is one. Of the, it, I, it wasn't necessarily uh, us saying this is going to be our last music video. I, I think when we were when we were performing it, we were, we were saying to ourselves, what if this was our last music video? What like if this is the last thing we're going to make this year? What 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 would we want it to be? And like that's why we we, we really um, sat down and. and thought a little bit more and pushed a little harder um, it's part of, it's also like just part of our process in everything we do we're like we have to consider quitting to make sure we still want to do it <laughs> or like, like it always yeah. said, like even like after we get book a job and we're like like fleshing it out on some days we're like this is a bad idea well, we have to Why be are like we doing should, this? We compl- should we not do this no, we still want to make it, or like it's, uh, basically we have to remind you because because the process of filmmaking is that there's always this inception of an idea that gets you so excited yeah. and you're you working towards yeah you forget why you got excited and then slowly and then slowly you, you you just like hate the idea you hate everything about it and then you have to uh, basically it's one of one of us will, will be like this is a terrible idea and the other one has to remind has to themselves like, and cheer him up yeah, yeah. no no this there. is why it's still okay and then we're like oh that's and then we both kind of realize. Uh, that's why we love the idea in the first place. It's because of A or B or whatever. And does it favor one or the other? I mean, sometimes you'll be second-guessing an idea and another time... It tends to... <laughs> there's a pattern of when we get depressed. Okay. Uh, so, like, a lot of times, um, Dan tends to get more depressed when we're first pitching an idea. And he'll be like, it's not... It's not... Because he's a, uh, more of a perfectionist, where I'm, like, I'm more of an like, idealist. I'm like, oh, it'll work, you know? Like, whatever. Like... This is this has got a good beginning of an idea and we'll figure it out. But then in pre-production, like the week of the shoot, 
I get depressed or like I freak out about like how we can't do it for the money we're gonna like flounder make everybody look bad we can't get this done in time uh, and Dan's more optimistic about like no 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 this works we'll we can do this work. for exactly so like we'll, we'll be yeah. on location scouts I'm like this is no this is like we, can't, we didn't budget that we can't do this we can't do this and, and then, then he's that, like we'll work it out <laughs> and then in post production that's when that's I get the, the most worst. depressed <laughs> we're editing like Dan like dies inside he like goes through like <laughs> depending on the project we've like yeah. we've, we've I think learned a little bit like to expect it and how to work through it but it still surprises me the, the on worst. every job like I'm like what's happening again it's funny because the Manchester Orchestra videos actually was the worst uh, post-production uh, as far as my uh, just my depression, like you know, it was, it, I wasn't depressed, but I I I, uh, I literally thought you were going through like a tough time where like he didn't have a house, he was staying in my guest room, like uh, he was sick, and we had to deliver it in five days. Uh, horrible combination. And we, we did, yeah, we did that 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 video, that like seven minute video. We did a rough cut in five days, and we, when we do rough cuts, we rough out all of our effects just to make sure they right, work. Right. And it was and there's whole sections like the running through the forest that were kind of like. Uh, fluid where we had to just kind of like figure out what flowed there was no like exact order I literally, uh, I literally thought our careers were over um, after because I was like this this was the first, like before this we, we all our videos were like you know uh, $10,000 $10, or something like that which it was pretty small in, in, uh, for music videos um, and this, this one was like you know five times that and we're like oh someone trusts us with a good idea we got this money we flew to Alabama flew our crew to Alabama we're, all, we're, all, we're doing this and then I, I, I saw the first cut and I was like shit we, we completely blew it no one's ever going to trust us again. It's, it's, uh, um, I, I've got one question about your second guessing yourself. It's just funny though that that even happens because like I'll talk to other directors and they will talk about how after seeing your guys' videos that they almost quit because they don't think that they can reach those those levels. Like there's no. been people who actually said, I'll someone said like one of my friends said that the other day and it made me so sad. Yeah, it was. I <laughs> like think it was flattered. one of your friends who said it. It was Dugan. Yeah, it's Dugan. Dugan. Yeah, yeah, Dugan said it to me. Oh, he was like, well, after I saw the Houdini video, I almost quit. And no. Oh, and he's, he's, he also mentioned that you guys would be heartbroken by that also. Yeah. I, I, um, when you say quit, is it quit your team or is it quit the industry or quit trying to make movies? Like, what does that exactly mean? It, de it depends on different stages of our lives. Okay. Sometimes it's just very specific quit music videos or sometimes it's like, uh, like, Leave a company. Like at one point, we were thinking about leaving. You know, like leave a company. Like very specific things. Uh, more more like recently, go to Africa for a year. Exactly. Yeah. More recently, it's like just quit all creative endeavors. I just want to become an educator or someone who like is okay. like you know who's just a, a philosophizer. Whatever. 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 I think is more interesting at the time. Uh, so this that's what this month has been. This month has been me trying to do anything that isn't creative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I, Sorry. I will. I, I want to know then. Um, you know, we've talked to Isaac Ravi Shakar about how OMG Everywhere has started. Yeah. And um, I kind of thought, I was wondering if you guys could maybe shine some light on how the progress of that has been going. Yeah. And, w and what direction is it? Is that, is that kind of, is that not a creative endeavor? Is that is that more towards something else? I mean, you guys are creating something or a part of a creation. What is that? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a creative endeavor. But the the thing the thing that uh, I like about it is it, it's it's um it's us kind of um, fighting everything we we hated about our own education. I guess it's it was it's, it's us basically saying like uh, the best way to learn is is to collaborate with people who know. You know, just like an not 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 have like a, a mentorship program or anything. It's it's all about actually 
making things with people who know what they're doing and like just like letting that be like a uh, the education that you need and obviously you need to supplement that with like other things and we try to do that um, but f for me I, I, I get excited about it because it, it is a way for us to uh, change the way that uh, a small group of people think about um, learning and it's it's kind of like uh, it's the, the other thing about it is um, it, very selfishly we like really love playing with kids like yeah. just being like like kids at heart again uh, so like we, OMG we don't teach them we play with them yeah <laughs> so like, like it's it's this kind of wonderful like play date we have scheduled every every once in a while it's yeah. like oh, I get to go play with some kids yeah. Uh, yeah. and it kind of resp it reminds you of like how easy art is because um, you get like you get you get competitive and perfectionist and etc and like like OMG like we never have enough time we never plan ahead the kids like half the time don't care or like get distracted and then it always still turns out really fun it's just like this reminder of like uh, don't sweat the small stuff or just like oh, yeah. this is what's fun about it yeah it's, um, it's, it's just it's a part of our nature to want to to, to do things like lately this. we've just been playing like summer camp games with the kids right like we're, so that, that's more fun than even making movies sure. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um. The the one time I was I was at OMG it was totally like I I wasn't really sure what to expect or what it would be and like after it was just like man that was like the greatest couple of hours I ever spent. Uh, so, it's yeah. funny you should come you should come when we do the summer camp the week long it's incredible because it's the same kids for an entire week right every day yeah, yeah, so you yeah. Really, like those kids get get really creative because because yeah. uh, like there's something about the way that uh, kids grow up here where they're just very closed off there's no no one ever wants to stick out no one wants to risk um, looking weird and these kids are, are not like an exception to that so it's always hard for us to within a couple hours break them out of that place and then and then create with, yeah. with the week you have you've, you've already broken them out and it's just creating yeah, yeah, creativity yeah. which is amazing um, sorry Keep no going. no or, um both your guys's um shins video and the tenacious d video you guys just did um premiered on itunes mm. which is kind of unusual and, and we've kind of always trying to figure out like why itunes even puts music videos on there and um i, I was wondering if were were you provided like any metrics with like the like the how often it was downloaded or any kind of stuff like that or does that does that stuff not even really matter to you guys? Um, it it's something we don't know. It's kind of like we we kind of we hate that we hate releasing those videos on iTunes. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's um, uh, the, it, it makes a lot of sense. The reason record labels do it is because like um, it, there's like a very they they say there's like a very direct correlation between like buying the album. And because like you sign, you have to sign into iTunes, and as soon as you download it, there's the album. Why not listen to it? Oh, I'll just buy it. Uh, but so for like, the most part, we're we're kept in the dark about everything. We don't the marketing, know how, the marketing yeah. end of stuff. Yeah, Whereas, like, and we other, never know how many how many views it gets or anything like that, which yeah. is okay because. Uh, Usually, we, if anything, if nothing else, we won't. Uh, I don't know if this should be on the record or not, but uh, both both times they've released things on on iTunes, the the quality's been really bad. Like on the it, actual iTunes. Yeah, the video exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, was okay. Was, that was still SD, right? It still came out yeah. a little like yeah. Pretty small. Anyways, like if anything, Shins came out terrible. Yeah. iTunes released something that was like squashed, like uh, super squashed, um, standard definition, uh, super squashed, and then. Um, and that whole video is built on wide shots, like yeah. wide, high-definition shots where you're trying to like dissect the image and follow all these characters. So it was just like, of all the videos we've ever made, it was the one that was the, oh, oh yeah. no. Uh, so, so if anything, we, we, we try to keep views 
we try to not tell people about it yeah. uh, when it gets released on iTunes. And then just, when you can finally put it on Vimeo, yeah. that's when you tell everyone. Or, or even Vivo or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think like earlier on it was really important that we had uh, our videos on Vimeo getting a lot of views just so, so people could like know, like know find out who we were and things like right. that. Um, but, but now it definitely is just like... The, 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 our videos are no longer our own because the, the bands are so much bigger and like it's, it's, it's more for the fans so like they usually put it on Vivo and like they get a lot of views and it's, yeah we, we, we luckily we stopped counting which is like good yeah. the, um, and the Tenacious D video specifically that had like a very interesting promotion along with it where like it, they acted like you guys got your computer hacked or something like that and yeah clips of it were stolen were, were you kind of did they ask you to like do an apology on Facebook and stuff yeah. or did they asked you to be in on that and, and that kind of thing and yeah it was all our idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because we we were like um we were just like uh, the whole video is so like uh playfully indulgent yeah. within the music video world and like we just really wanted to like play with releasing things because because like that sh conversation we just had about itunes like music video releasing is so weird it's this weird complicated thing and so like the whole idea is about a rough cut so we're like why not like try to like play into that and leak shit um just uh not only because we were just curious but also like we were really like uh, neurotically nervous that our, our our video wouldn't make sense, so we we wanted to like set the tone of like oh it's a joke leaking video let's originally we wanted to just straight up leak it uh, the whole video just but drop then it out there. yeah just like drop it out and then like start this whole like just like the the video's done and it's out there leaked on Russian YouTube but that was like uh, they had this iTunes deal etc and then ultimately I think it was better doing it this way because. Uh, people thought it was leaked and then when the video finally came out it was clearly official and people could just like enjoy the joke um but some people still got really confused yeah right i can imagine so but that's i guess it's not necessarily a bad thing it's it's not i think um uh i always talk about like i i used to do a lot of comedy uh in college and like i hate it when people are like counting laughs because i feel like uh gasps and confusion is just as valuable as laughs when you're telling a story and getting people to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just as interested in confusing people as I am in making people laugh and I think that still counts as comedy yeah, yeah. if you're laughing like two weeks later when you're talking to a friend about it. really missed you um your presence in this interview i guess it's fair since there were two subjects you you were basically replaced by a daniel so don't feel bad that's um yeah because i don't know how it would work two people interviewing two people you'd think it'd be like a party you know sometimes where we've done it before with um Hero Mariah and Ryan Reichenfeld. That's a different in person, though. You break up. It's like a party. You break off into different things. By the end of it, you know, I would have been in the corner with, uh, with, with you know, with one Daniel talking about one thing. You would have been sitting in some place else uh, with the other one. It would have been a complete disaster. It would have been a mess. It would have been a real mess. So, but your presence was there because you, uh, you helped me with some with some questions. You, you put question marks at the end of all the things that I had written as statements, which really helped that interview. It's important. Um, I noticed that right away I went through and I changed those because it's, it makes a difference where, you know, because listen to this. Uh, would you like some cheese? No, no, no. 
<clears throat> Would you like some cheese? Would you like some cheese? It's very, yes. very clear at the second one that I'm asking you a question. So if, clear that I answered you. Was well, I've got, uh, br- I've got a nice brie, and I've got a little bit of uh, sharp cheddar. This is a really sharp cheddar, though. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, uh, all right, I'll have the brie, but that, that's because it goes well with a pick of the week. Hmm. Brie I'm is like a pick, in your of, pick of the week now. Be, well, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in, in no, not at all. I'm just saying in general, brie is a type of cheese that goes really well with listening to picks of the week. Oh, good chance. Good, uh, good point. So I that guess, and obviously uh, a nice white wine. Really, I always thought that picks of the week is more like a a peanut noir. But anyway, we should just get into our picks of the week, and anybody can. Uh, you could drink whatever you want. Drink whatever you want. We got all kinds of wine. That's all she wrote. Um, so I'll go first. I'm cool with that. Oh, sure. Go ahead. My pick of the week is by an artist named Exhibit. Uh, and the song is called What You See Is What You Get. And it's music videos directed by Gregory Dark. Um, I'm picking this video for a few reasons. One, because our, um, the Exhibit page on Filmed Insert features a picture of Exhibit which utilizes the um, very famous exhibit Yo Dog meme. So check out the exhibit page to see that. Um, but also this, this 1998 video is one of the classic rap videos from the late 90s and really kind of helped put exhibit on the scene. Um, this is one of the videos that a lot of people would call the type of music video that every artist wants which is that artist basically just walking and mouthing their lyrics as a bunch of cool, awesome stuff goes on around them. And that's basically exactly what happens in this video. Exhibit is sitting at home and his um, wife, or at very least baby mama, is inside <laughs> of that. <laughs> is it? <laughs> that's racist. Is, no, no, okay. No, it wasn't. Uh, she's inside uh, and she tells Exhibit that she needs milk and she asks him to go and get it. And as he goes and gets it, he walks out of the house and there is an immediately a man chasing after a car as if the car was stolen and he's trying to get it back, uh, followed by a cop chase. And, and then by the time the chorus starts, Exhibit is um, has walked into a concert with a whole bunch of Exhibit signs behind him and stuff. Uh, he continues to walk out of the place where the concert is, where of course Flavor Flav is waiting. Um, of course. Uh, you know, and then there's more car explosions and robberies and, and you know, a bunch of action. Uh, Exhibit gets the milk. Um, he then walks back home. By the time the second chorus rolls around, he's on stage again. Um, all the while, more car explosions, cops, helicopters, bitches. Um, Exhibit gets home with the milk, sits down, um, where he is then told by his, we're just gonna go with wife. We see Exhibit as a monogamous man. Uh, his wife tells him, um, she forgot the hot sauce. Which is a great little twist to the end of this video. Um, That's like an M, M, M. Night Shyamalan level. It's on the level of M, M, M. Night. I, now I wonder what made them pick hot sauce, um, but uh, whatever the case, whatever the case. Uh, what, what would you be making that you would need milk and hot sauce for? Well, what I think maybe it, the, what the milk does is that's supposed to cool your mouth after you've had your spicy dish. 
I think I think they did a myth, Mythbusters on that, and that doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work? Nope, does it really cool you down? Yeah, they had like a whole panel of people Those trying things. Those Mythbusters, evolutionists. I think you're supposed to eat uh, bread. What? I don't even... Eat bread? Yeah. What if they're putting the hot sauce on the bread? Mm, you're completely fucked. Completely fucked. Um, so anyway, exhibit, what you see is what you get. My pick of the week for this week. Adam! <laughs> That's a good one, but it's not going to be mine. Because uh, I'm going to uh, make a prediction. It would, be the, it would be the first time you've ever won. I've won pick of the week now, 43 weeks in a row. Mm, very true. So my pick of the week is I've – for developers, i just give you a little background for for this. Just trust me. it's It'll be interesting. I promise. I'll mail you a box of chocolates if it isn't. Um, when you develop, you have like a local copy of the database. So I have like the local copy of the field insert database. So when I'm like working on the music page, like the video page, I usually see the same video stills over and over again. And I've been working a lot on the entity page and my like person of choice <clears throat> to like develop with is Rihanna because she's easy on the eyes. And she is has really colorful videos and kind of just fun videos. Although, ironically, the picture of her on the site is in black and white for some reason. Um, but uh, a video that I was really excited to see because I, I liked the song. It's the first Coldplay, Coldplay song I've liked in a long time is Princess of China. Um, you might be aware that Rihanna shows up on a lot of different uh, tracks. I think that... Sometimes she just wanders around studios and then asks if she can just kind of sing the chorus or whatever. She's very highly sought after for, for that, um, for good reason. But um, this video is called Princess of China by Coldplay, featuring Rihanna. And it is just a video that I think has a really interesting sense of the emotion of the music. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about different narrative videos lately with the directors we've had and um you know sometimes it's really interesting to see a video that really moves with the uh, uh music in the choreography as well as just the um you know way things are framed uh it does, it's the first video i've seen come out in a while that uses the kind of like walking toward the camera thing which is such an old trick for music videos because if you want to and tv shows as well if there's a kind of an old joke if you want to create momentum then just have people walk in the same direction and kind of follow the uh um you know follow their action but at the beginning of the song when the drums come in they're very kind of like low beating drums and then you have this great shot of Chris Martin of Coldplay walking forward and, and singing. And it's, you know, nothing new in the elements of music video and the language of music video, but it's just really well done. And a lot of really interesting tableau pieces with Rihanna. She's always really unbelievable in music videos. Uh, she really knows how to say a lot with sort of a very little movement. Um, she's very much the opposite of like a Lady Gaga that way, who's will be all over the place. Rihanna kind of is more subtle, but I think uh, is much more of a, a presence on film. So I, I really love this video. Coldplay's been doing a lot of interesting videos uh, lately, um, even if they aren't doing a lot of really interesting music. So it's my pick, Princess of China by Coldplay, and the director's co-directing team, Adria Petty and Alan Bibby.
I like Rihanna. Rihanna's the best. She's a pretty lady. She is a pretty lady. Um, sometimes, she, you know, did you ever read Huffington Post? Mm, yeah. I still do. I remember when Huffington Post was, like, good. Um, now it's side boob central. Like, there's two people who are, like, the king of side boobs on Huffington Post. Miley Cyrus and Rihanna. Uh, so she's she's kind of, she needs to got to get that act, you know, aspect of her act together, but otherwise she's doing good. No, she I'm cool with that aspect <laughs> maintaining its uh current trajectory. Um I changed Rihanna's picture on the site, still black and white, but much more um Oh complete. wow, yeah, there we go. Complete a uh, little upgrade. But look so at Rihanna's there... page, there's so much color there. It's really Oh, interesting. is there so much color and I love every shade. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the funny thing about Rihanna is that how sexually explicit a lot of her, m- her music is, but I think she's still seen as someone who's generally harmless in terms for, of for what for whatever reason. Because I've I I can't tell you the awkwardness of standing in a line subway with a you know the only other people in line are like a woman and her twelve year old daughter, and S and M is playing in the background. Uh, where what subways do you go in where they're playing music? Oh, every subway, like the sandwich shop. Oh, oh, oh. And um, uh, it's I just funny because it. she's—I think she's kind of seen as like this, or, or viewed popularly as kind of like this uh, abba kind of benign like presence where you can put her on like any of her songs on, in you know the background of a dentist's office or something like that. When really there's a lot of sexually explicit uh, material. Well, Nicki Minaj finds her way into, you know into the public into public spaces a lot too and and um is even more so uh crazy with her lyrics yeah so. she's kind of been adopted i mean she has the the pepsi pepsi and bud light i think are the two her main sponsorships do you right remember now. like when like Ludacris was sponsored by pepsi and like bill o'reilly <laughs> like went nuts and like got him pulled off of pepsi uh, uh poor Ludacris. And- he can't get i was actually over the weekend listening to a lot of ludicrous for some reason and um remember when uh last campaign 2008 campaign barack obama mentioned him as one of his favorite rappers and he went off and he made this i'll we'll put this link in the show and the the uh, the notes for the episode but he went off and made this video in this song that was just over the top explicit talking about he's how he's like the president's favorite rapper and what was like obama gonna do say like yeah it was really an awful song um, it was a really really bad move by Ludacris. yeah and oh. he had to be basically like disowned by obama candidate obama it was just a poor guy it's not i don't i, I think Ludacris is probably doing all right for himself but um he's still living off that too fast too furious money that's right he has an acting career like eminem uh, big big time uh Anyway, folks, thanks for listening to us. Uh, Listen to this podcast uh, come unhinged to the point where we're talking about Ludacris' acting career. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you have, too. Um, And I should just mention at the very end end of this, since we have Daniels on, there may be people actually listening, to follow us on Filmed Insert, at Filmed Insert. Go on our Facebook page. You know how to get there. But also to call our tip line. Um, we got it. It's going. There is a link on the show notes. If you go to filmedinsert.com slash podcast, you'll see it right there. Call us. 
um, say something, talk about your favorite music video. Actually, we should have a question every week and have people call in and see if they'll call in and answer it. Yeah, um, so we could uh, put in some time to set up our failures. Um, <laughs> this week's question is, um, what is your favorite sexually explicit Rihanna lyric? <laughs> yes, please. send us, Or just your favorite Rihanna video and why, and bonus points for it being sexually explicit. Um, so there you go, Colin. We'll play every response we get on the air uh, or on the ones and zeros and we'll see you next week I hate the ones with the long necks and like the spots. Yeah, yeah, they're they, 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 just eating the shit off the trees. Yeah, like, stop the it. Tongues. The trees are saving us. Don't eat that, you stupid dog. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you said it'd be short, right? We never, we never, we never went to school. That's all you need.